Michelle, I, just a quick question for you. Do, I'm not going to get the reference. Go do ahead. Do your balls hang low? Do huh? you swing them to and fro? Oh, my God. Do you God. tie them in a knot? Do you tie <laughs> them in a bow? Do you throw them around your shoulder like a continental soldier? Do your balls hang low? Yes, they do. Uh, I love it. Thank you. <laughs> well, that was intense. What are we supposed to do with that? <laughs> I don't know what we're supposed to do with that. That was a surprise attack. Uh, Carlito, I got you to my right now because we've got a full house on and the you're show. you to my left. That's how it is. So we have Anthony. And we have Michelle. What are we going to talk about, guys? Besides ourselves, uh, I think we should uh, talk a little bit about the real estate and what's going on. How do you guys feel about that? I feel great about that. I want to talk a lot about that. So right off the bat, let's get rid of all this paperwork. Real estate, to get a hold of you, Anthony, is at thecaprudogroup.realestate. Um, that's Instagram, yes. That's Instagram, on Instagram, right? Mm -hmm. So website is www.thecaputogroup.ca. That's it. And then to email you, it's anthony at thecaputogroup.ca and a phone number to get rid of... Uh, to get, get rid sorry. Of. <laughs> a phone number to get a hold of you, 416-938-7771. And then Michelle... <laughs> I'm going to have to spell this one out. So IG, it's M-L-F-A-R-R-U-G-I-A. Yes. On Instagram. And then you can also catch you at also on Instagram, right? Mm -hmm. So cognitive.capital. Mm -hmm. And also the website is also triple W. You got it. You got, got it. <laughs> C-O-G-N-I-T-I-V dot capital, guys. That's who we have here. We're going to talk a lot about real estate. We're going to talk a lot about broker, mortgage. And like Mortgages, real estate. You know what? I think we should focus more on, uh, you know, first-time buyers trying to get in. Well, to we, the, that's we're, huge. we're always talking about guys in construction, and one of the things that they don't have is a retirement plan. So we're always trying to push purchasing property, you know, buying a house. So this, is, this is great. Can we get along? <laughs> <laughs> How about the first segment that Carlito? It's history with many. <laughs> <laughs> Take a guess what we're going to talk about in history. Construction history? No. I want to know from you guys... What's the average cost of a house today in Toronto, Canada? Detached? Yes. Take a guess. Take a stab. Eight ninety? No. No. Eight hundred sixty-seven. Did you just Google it? Nine hundred. So somebody's cheating, right? Somebody. So, so somebody's cheating, but I've got nine hundred and twenty-nine thousand and six hundred and thirty-three. Wow. It's crazy. It actually fell recently, and obviously it fell because oh, the world's a little messed up these days. That's not the end of this whole situation. I need to ask you guys, what were homes back in the 2000s, the average price of a Toronto home in 2000? Let's go with 450000 250000 Wow. Wow. That's a huge jump. Let's go further wow. back. 1990. I'd go $140,000. Same price, two fifty. Oh, there really? was a little bit of dip between the nineteen nineties to the two thousands. At ten years, there was a little bit of dip. It from went where? Down to from the nineties? From nineteen ninety to two thousand, it dipped about uh, fifty thousand. Because there was a recession at that point. Exactly. Nineteen eighty, yeah. guys. What was the average cost of a house in Toronto? Nineteen eighty. I was nine years old. Um, I wasn't born. I wasn't 50, born. Fifty thousand. 50,000? 48. He can actually see the answers. No, I wasn't no, looking. No, to me, that, that's was sheer I right? confidence off no, the head. No, it's like... 75K in oh. 1980. Okay. Okay. 1970s, guys. Average home. I'm the having, same? I'm, no. 70s? 10 years earlier? Oh, well, I, I, I don't know. Do we saw that in 2000. Um, people spend more money the on a car today 
Yeah, we're they're around the forty-five thousand dollar range. At forty thousand, forty thousand six, forty-one thousand, right? Nineteen sixties. Average home in Toronto in 1960s. 16,000? 24,000, miss. Wow. wow. I wish. In the <laughs> 1950s, what was a house in Toronto, the average purchase price? 12 grand. $16,900. That's unbelievable. In 1950s. Wow. 70 years ago. Yeah. You're paying more tax today on a house mm. than you were paying for the entire house back in the 50s. Can you imagine if everyone just held on to their properties? That's why we are doing this podcast, so we can educate people. And Carlito. That was history with Manny. <laughs> I, wait, I wait for him to give me a little nudge. <laughs> Back to Anthony and Michelle. Let's get talking a lot about real estate. A lot. Awesome. Where do you want to start? You guys start. Where's, right. the, where's the start line? And we'll tell you guys where the finish line is. You know what? Let's, uh, let's get the, uh, let's take the rabbit out of the hat. The real estate market is not crashing. Mm-hmm. It's not going to crash. Who says it was crashing? Pretty much every single person, uh, every media station. Were they wanting to, to crash? Well, usually when you see the uh, media putting out negativity about uh, the real estate market, they're looking for a slowdown. That's the government's tool, I guess you could say, to get everyone a little petrified about the market, about the crash. And that's when you start seeing the market slow down. But we're doing well, like the bank rates are doing well. Canada was actually doing really well during the last fiasco, right? We didn't follow along with what the U.S. was doing, so we were actually happy with our government. Rates were good compared to what they were in the 80s and 90s, Mm -hmm. like 12%, 13%. And so you want people to buy these homes. But I just think that a lot of young people were buying homes that were too big for them or too expensive for them. Is that correct? That's hard to say because regulations in terms of financing have changed so much. So defining what is affordable is completely different today, even than it was in 2018, for example. But yeah, interest rates are at an all-time low today. But uh, I think what average house cost is up 3% over the last month. Ooh, no, it's actually, it's more. It depends on where where you're looking at. I mean, in Toronto. It's dropped. Like, like since no. COVID started. No. no. No, transactions have dropped, but the prices are, are absolutely staying strong, if not increasing. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Toronto West, for example, 6.5% increase. What is the hot market right now in Toronto? Everywhere. Mm. The whole city. I, I When we talk Toronto, what are you talking? I talk from Lakeshore all the way up. Really? Mm-hmm. Rexdale, for example. I was in a bidding war two weekends ago. Thousand square foot bungalow. I thought the mm. whole media thing with the, what was going on in the world is that it became a buyer's market now because mm. there was so much evidence. You guys are shaking your head on a podcast. Supply. We need the volume. Yeah. No. Okay. Supply <laughs> and demand. It's all supply and demand. Really? Everyone kept their house off the market. Yeah. And that jet literally added more fuel to the fire. Prices, I literally, that one home in Rexdale sold a hundred grand over asking 17 offers. But can I ask you, was that a homeowner or a contractor? It was a homeowner. It was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was a, so a, I can see builders and contractors buying property right now. Yeah. I, I wouldn't, I, they're not going to Rexdale to, uh, to tear down a home or, or renovate between you and I, they'd stick to say Mimico area. Etobicoke. Etobicoke yeah. yeah. But right now, I mean, it, everywhere I look from Alliston, Ontario, all the way down to Toronto, there's you price your house right, you set it up, you know, to sell, and you're going to have a ton of people there ready to buy. So what is setting it up to sell? Proper pictures, 
proper staging, proper marketing, and you will have a lineup at your house. I thought this is like Absolutely. the norm now. Isn't like everybody doing this You would this be now? amazed. So they don't many do clients push back on staging or the correct marketing because they think about the costs up front. But staging, um, okay, you guys tell us. It's not a lot of money, is it? No, it is a lot of money. The last house I did yeah. cost me nine hey, grand. Hang on. You guys, yeah. don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me ask the professionals on the other side of the table. We're contractors. We're pretty, but yeah, we're contractors. Yeah, but it cost okay? me nine grand. Cost you nine grand to stage a house? Yeah. Is, is it, was he taking for a ride? Yes, it he was. Sold the house. Yes, I made my was. money. Were you well, downtown were you, Toronto? Downtown Toronto. Okay, yeah. that it doesn't matter. But did you have to buy all the furniture? I mean, were you, did they supply no, all just, your furniture? I just got a, a stager came in, staged it, and then at the end they just took everything out. Yeah, okay, but they brought a, fr- a whole bunch of furniture there. Yeah, okay, it looked like a, a house. That's a different story. You had a vacant home. Uh, usually, with the homes that I um, that I sell, they're not vacant. You try to work with what they have, complement it, bring exactly. in some mirrors. You don't have rugs, to go crazy. I things. usually spend about fifteen hundred to twenty two hundred bucks. Okay, that's good. Like to know. what a twenty five hundred square foot home? Yeah, it's, and it's worth it. And then professionally photograph it, right? Mm-hmm. Make it look like house and Pinterest. Exactly. You exactly. Want, you want to draw as many people to that listing as possible. Well, you want to make it, you know, spacious, yeah. not so cluttered with garbage because mm-hmm. people collect all kinds of stuff and just stick it in corners, right? But here's yeah. the other question. Are you guys staging it for the demographic that you think is going to buy this property? Absolutely. You have to, right? Yeah. So if you know that this particular neighborhood is gearing towards, I don't know, that first baby millennial kind mm-hmm. of thing coming in, you're going to start staging it for that kind of person. That's right. And then the same thing, if it's a, it's different baby boomers moving out or downsizing, you know what, it's the same thing. You mm-hmm. got to focus on that. We always direct, when we stage, we're all, we always go into each home and we'll know exactly who's going to buy this home. Just because they have old furniture in there, say uh, an elderly couple is in there and they have elderly or old furniture, uh, it doesn't mean that someone who is uh, in their 20s, 30s won't p- purchase that home. We always gear to who we know will buy this house. That's important. That's yeah. key, right? Mm-hmm. Well, we're all going to be old too, but I have no interest in that elderly furniture. I can't stand <laughs> well, elderly some, furniture. Something that's important to me, I always find, and it's going to sound really awful of me, but when I go into an older person's home, there's an old smell in there. Oh. Mm-hmm. Is that something I'm, you guys get rid of also? Is that is that part of that staging? Go. There, that's got to go. There's a, a, a machine that actually sucks. <laughs> hey, I had to say it. It's on. honest. It's true. <laughs> I'm not gonna. Is that know, smell similar let's not to tippy toe around is it. That a, is that a similar smell to creation? No, not at all. <laughs> it would be like chibachi chad. No. Wait, hang on a sec. <laughs> no, you're Italian. Mm-hmm. You're not creation, are you? Mm-mm. Okay, good. I'm all Maltese. Right. Maltese, right? You he likes to tell parents. me that I'm Portuguese <laughs> every single time. He goes, "You're not Maltese. You're okay, Portuguese." So, where were you born, and where are your family from? I was born in Georgetown, so I am Canadian. You're a munch cake. A proud Canadian. Mm-hmm. I like that. I'm Canadian. Um, my mom is German, and my dad is Maltese. But Maltese is not Portuguese, so where's the Portuguese? There isn't. He's just full of shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> but you're Italian. I am Italian. From? Uh, I'm half uh, Abruzzese, half Calabrese. Oh, ah. no, we're in trouble today. Ah. I'm a mutt, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Now that we're offended a, four, a few groups here, uh, let's get right back onto the old person smell. <laughs> okay, well, let's Paint move forward. You, you guys mentioned something that, you know, was interesting for me. What areas are young people buying homes in right now? Wherever they can afford it, honestly. And what, what would areas, like, what, no, here, what would Here's the a question. Be? What should a 35-year-old man, woman, couple, whatever, buy? How much money should they spend? Realistically, guys. 
Oh, that's such a loaded question. If, okay, so I know because uh-huh. you're selling it, right? But let's let's say for argument's sake, it's your kid, it's your sibling, or somebody like that. Bungalow. They should be paying a bungalow, but how much should they be spent, spending? Like, okay, so if they're making, let's say they're making, what I don't know what they're 80, 90 grand a year, what should they buy? I'm detached yeah, all day long. Detached. Like everybody's trying to squish themselves into condos. I think from a cost perspective, monthly it doesn't make sense and it's unpredictable. You're paying so much money to be cooped up in this box. You have nowhere else to go. And then you have condo fees and you move in and maybe they're 500 Toronto has the month. highest maintenance fees in the, in the country. Yeah, Hands and down, even higher the than, building. Higher than Vancouver? Uh, yeah. I'd, Usually I'd property taxes are a little bit lower when the condo fees are higher. So it does kind of offset a little bit. But when you're comparing 1900 bucks a year in property taxes to 700 bucks a month in condo fees, it doesn't really even out. No, like versus a detached that's, that's maybe insane. four five thousand dollars a year in property taxes you make that up in a couple months in your condo fees so how much should they spend a million dollars no they no don't have to. no less i'm personally i'm buying a detached home i don't care if it's a bungalow or not with a basement suite i'm gonna move a little bit outside the city if i'm a first-time home buyer i'm gonna make a little bit of that sacrifice Oshawa? no you, you uh, don't have to go that far I would go, I mean, you can go into Caledon mm-hmm. very easily, 700,000, you can get a, a nice little bungalow. So let's talk kilometers here, because we do have people that listen outside of Toronto, but Oshawa is basically about a, an hour drive from the core of Toronto. Caledon is about an hour drive from the core yeah. of Toronto, right? So we're talking about 60 kilometers away from the core. So when, when I say Caledon, uh, A, I'm, I'm biased because I, I have rental <laughs> properties there. I find that location obviously is, is huge. When you're buying a house, you want to make sure, and if you're going to be renting it, you want to make sure that A, the city isn't dependent on one industry. For example, Alliston, they have the Honda plant. In 2008, the Honda plant, when we had the recession, Honda really pretty much shut down and everyone, they all lost everything. That's brilliant. That's actually amazing that you said that. So you want to be in a town city that has, that's not dependent on just one manufacturer or corporation uh, corporation right so for me i'd rather spend a little bit more more money being closer to the gta have a good quality tenant that is making at least a hundred grand a year that's like two three times both you guys have said that eh? you're buying properties with already planning to have a tenant oh absolutely and you never sell that property it's, that is your You know what? You're so right. It's a Every, no-brainer. Yeah, I sold all my properties and I'm kicking myself in the ass. Yeah. Somebody else is paying your mortgage. Like the rental market is so expensive. So, you know, even if you're not in a, in a detached home and renting it out, even if you bought, you know, a second property for yourself, like a condo downtown, you can charge rent that is more than your mortgages every single month properties especially when they're kind of longer term investments i feel like they used to be exactly that long term investments but now they're both long and short term investments you can be in a positive cash flow position every single month and long term somebody else is paying your mortgage and if you have the additional cash like you intended to pay it yourself anyways you dump it down on your prepayment privileges you will save yourself hundreds of thousands of dollars wow. over the life of your mortgage i have not paid one mortgage payment in my life you're kidding me i'm not joking that's I've brilliant i've not paid it and you started you it's started smart. when 10 years ago 10 years ago you started is yeah. that called a slumlord no yes <laughs> somebody wants to pick a fight if you want to speak to any of my tenants they are long term they don't move 
They love me. I love them. I treat them like gold. They treat me like gold. Let's no, I, I was making a joke, but I, I'm doing some work for your brother right now. And there was nothing cheap about what he did. And he's that a, was a rental property. Slumlord. He's a slumlord. Well, <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, Let's talk dun. about tenants because I used to be a landlord as well too, right? You guys do leases. You do the whole year. You do the background checks. You do all that stuff. Like what are the parameters that we should be telling people if they want to get into the business of being a landlord? Do your background check. Yeah. You can. That's huge, yeah? Oh, do, yeah. Do not rent out of desperation. It's true. I paid that price once. I'll never do it again. I'd rather keep How can one do the background check? You do the application, get the job letter if you need to, you pull the credit, figure out about them. There's really no kind of, I guess, regulation surrounding that. I mean, somebody technically could take you to the landlord tenant board, but the, the rental market moves so quickly. In Toronto, for example, if you see a unit today, you better put your offer and have your application in within a couple hours or you're not going to get it. Wow. There's mm -hmm. somebody else lined up. So you can sit there and argue with the landlord about, oh, you know, I gave you this, this, this. It's discriminatory. They don't care. There's a hundred other people ready to come in the door True. and take that spot. So I have a friend that has a triplex and uh, what he does, I won't mention his name, but he, uh, you tell me if this is true or not. He says he basically uh, gives them an application to find out if they can take a $10,000 credit huh? on before they actually rent. No, you can't do that. Yeah. He puts a lien against the credit no, card. No, you can't oh, do that. Oh, no. No, no, no. I, I, he told me he puts a lien against the credit card, and then it, he just keeps that open, mm -hmm. and it, at the very end of it, he can cash in. Is that true? I've, never... I've personally never heard of that, okay. and if somebody asked me to do that, I would tell them to kick rocks. Exactly. Yeah, I've, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't even think With open-toe sandals. Okay, so what are, what are the things that you guys are looking for so that younger people that want to get into this business? First things first is job stability, mm -hmm. right? I, I don't mind renting someone with credit that's okay. I want to make sure that they've been had a job for a long period of time. What's up? Oh, so three years, five years, three, five, ten years. Doesn't have to be the same job, but just consistency that yeah. they work. Consistency is huge. Yeah, I, I like personally. I, it doesn't have to be the same job, but I like seeing someone in the same profession for a long period of time. After that, yes, next credit. That's uh, that's a big thing. Uh, I want to make sure they have money in the bank and they're not living paycheck to paycheck. So, so I when ask, you say credit, is that a credit score? Their credit score. Yes. And what is a low credit score for you? And what's where under, does it cap out? Under six hundred. Under six hundred, it's not happening. He's wow. nice. Mm -hmm. I'm in the mortgage world, and if yeah, six, anything where lower than a six eighty is You're not. You're six eighty. No, I'm saying anything lower than a six eighty is not so great. That's when I would be taking a closer look at what's going True. on because not every six hundred is the same. There's no definitive algorithm behind credit. So mm -hmm. you would want to look at the report and see what's going on there. Like, and what's the story? I think you have to talk to people, get to know your tenants. That's what I was just going to say. I always did everything like that. I did that whole credit check. I got to meet them, walk through them. And everything. Mm -hmm. But it always, my final decision was always on the gut. Yeah. It's just, I need to speak to you for about 10, 15 minutes and just get a sense of who you are, what kind of person you are. And then if I get a bad gut feeling, I'm not renting it to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm not actually fortunate that's right. your best judge of character yeah always uh, always go with your gut now all your units that you have rented out are they consistent those people haven't left i have one guy that's been in a basement apartment for 10 years wow since day one a plumbing professor at uh centennial college who's living on the upstairs unit a plumbing professor that's right he teaches plumbing <laughs> at centennial and hey, we'll uh, get him on the podcast next. <laughs> well, professor GC. <laughs> I'm a professor too. Yeah. Same and with me. Yeah. I mean, everyone, uh, no one's, no one's moving. 
they they like where they are. Well, we can make basement apartments not those crappy like yeah. we've all been in them, right? Where you yeah. duck your head and you got that smell, not the old woman smell or the old man smell, mm. but you got that basement smell, right? Mm. But you you can do things. You can do lots. Of, the first thing you do, especially when you're looking for a rental suite, big windows. Yeah. Yes. They have to feel that they have life. They're not buried in a basement and they're not, they feel like they're above ground. How important is it to make it legal? It all depends on where you um, are. Oh, I like this. A little bit of a pause also now, all, of a sudden, all of a sudden, the balance of Slumlord has shifted no, to yeah. the left. Here we're at. <laughs> you know what? No, it, I think that... Because legal, we talk about legal, is window egress, fire, smoke, sound. Two separate entrances. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's, there's a, and separate heating. You can't use the same furnace for both dwellings. Double drywall. So you either go electric, which is going to be pure money, mm-hmm. or you set up two different furnaces, which is going to be pure money. So when I say legal, I mean we know legal. I'm not going to argue with you guys about what legal is, because I definitely think you know. But again, I think it depends on your experience and what context you're speaking in. In the mortgage world, we're just looking for a separate entrance and a separate kitchen. You may have the odd lender who's coming in and looking for a permit and those types of things. And that was definitely a norm, you know, a handful or two handful of years ago. But now... You guys don't look at that, huh? Like, for example, I think the city of Brampton doesn't even... There's nothing illegal about that. Yeah, It is. It's about the homeowner The the windows are very important. Yeah. So, I don't know. For me, I'm I'm just focused on getting this mortgage approved. What can I use? What can I not use as income? But it's, it's illegal, though. We know what legal is. The windows are, are definitely very know, important, for sure. But people need to live somewhere. On top of that, there's a shortage, right? Think of it this way. Okay. If an insurance company was... These are insurance companies. If they have no problem offering tenant insurance or insurance to landlords without it being legal, and it all depends on which municipality you go to, okay, and what their requirements are, obviously. Mm-hmm. Come to Caledon, by the way. They love us. It's not- <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Trade secret? <laughs> they, uh, yeah, I mean, that's what it comes down to. I mean, safety is a huge thing. Of course. Obviously, you don't want that liability. On God you. forbid something happens, you lose everything. Exactly. But at the same time, there's... Uh, Just say it, man. Say it. You can do it. You got to make money. Yeah. It's a business. You're right. Let's it's, be realistic. It's still a business. But okay, listen, it's still a business, but so is human trafficking, right? It's still a business. <sighs> no. I'm just saying you still have to be conscious of people. Intent is really different there, though, I think. Are we going to dive into this? No. I, I, I just, <laughs> please do. Okay, see, so that's like, there's two different, like, I know that he does the blue collar and I do the extreme kind of shit like that. And I've done extreme basements and, and like you walk into my basements, they don't feel like basements primarily because of the light. Mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. But also there's double drywall. There's a fire rating. There's a soundproof. There's a separate heating element. There are the actual proper 10 square feet of glass twice and the actual primary entrance. So you are safe to get in and out if something happens. And also if there's a flood, because a lot of people don't understand that if you have a basement mm-hmm. apartment, you're supposed to have two separate waste systems going out of there. You cannot connect the basement one to the home one. And the home one has the backflow on it. So yeah, but Manny, I, I think you're talking about something where maybe 
Anthony can get into that now, but when you're a first time buyer and you want to start renting out, you need to start somewhere. We need to be realistic about totally, that. There's totally. baby steps and everything. Just like in construction, you start off doing cash jobs. You don't have an insurance. Eventually you become a professional and you start to get insurance and, a and you move forward. A professor. <laughs> uh, and I mean, there has to be loopholes for people to start. I mean, it's getting harder. Like I remember when I bought my first place, it was zero down and they lent me 400,000. And I was like, wow, Holy this shit. is great. I was born in the wrong decade. Yes, but now, were. what do you need? 25% <laughs> for a first house? No, 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 no. no, no. no. Okay, so let's 5%. talk a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So there's a ton of misconceptions about down payment. If you are going to live in the house, it's an owner-occupied house, you can put 5% on the first 500000 and then 10% on 500000 1000 up to 999 As soon as you hit a million... It starts at 20% down, and there's kind of a sliding scale over top of that. But for most first-time home buyers, they're probably going to land somewhere, I don't know, between the four and seven range. So if somebody buys a $600,000 house, that's 5% on the first 500,000 is 25K, and then 10% on the remaining 100,000 to bring us up to six, that's 10,000. Total down payment minimum, 35K. That doesn't that's mean- That's if your credit's good. Yeah, so you need to have that 680. That's really what we're looking for. Sometimes you can squeak by with a 650, but there are mortgage insurers that are trying to change the rule to make the minimum 680. But, but you'll get a higher interest rate. No. No, you won't? You won't be clapped? No. Actually, the best interest rates are for people who have less than 20% down because the risk for mortgage lenders is so much lower because it's an insured mortgage, which means if that borrower just decides to kind of excuse my language, just fuck off and be the worst person, worst borrower, quit their job, whatever, the lender's still going to get their money back. That's right. Right? So less than 60% loan to value. So somebody who comes with 40% or more down, those are your two best rate uh, buckets. So why was everybody always saying 20%, 20%, 20%? It's just a misconception. If you're buying a rental property and it's entirely rental, like you're never going to live there, then you need to have 20% down. Because that's not something that uh, is insurable on the back end. And, you know, it's an investment. you got to bring a little bit of what your are the own rules kind of stakes to the game. 35. 35%. And up. And up. Commercial. Commercial yeah. is taking a beating right now. A massive beating, right? Yeah. The lease side, yes. Every, there's so many businesses that are just walking away from leases right now. Yeah. yeah. I think going maybe into the fall, you'll start seeing a lot of buildings start, you know, turning over. Which is good because uh, there's a lot of people that are uh, that are looking for commercial and they're just so unattainable right now because the the prices are just astronomical. They're still being greedy and asking for stupid prices you on have commercial. No idea. But that's just stupid because there's got to be a huge inventory of commercial right now. Yep, they're holding their ground. I I, I still to this day cannot understand why. Uh, Historically, is that smart? Common sense tells me that's not smart. You have to understand also that a lot of these. Uh, uh, building owners actually have paid off the, the building. Yeah, they own it, yeah. so they don't care. Or they right. created small corporations, and this isn't the only structure that they have. Mm-hmm. They've got a few of them, so they don't care. They're just going to weather the storm, so That's to speak. right. I want to talk about a little bit, of, get into a little bit of triplex, kind of skip a little bit, and we'll get back a little bit. One of the loopholes is you could buy a, a home for yourself and then make sure that it's in a commercial neighborhood and then go into making it a triplex so you don't have to put the 35% down. Is that another loophole? That anything under triplex to duplex mm-hmm. to single family dwelling is 
just a regular mortgage. Residential. Residential mortgage. So it's still 5%. Even yeah. a triplex. Mm -hmm. I thought the rules changed in a triplex. No, mm -hmm. it's fourplex. Four. Fourplex. Yeah. You need an elevator. No. But again, are you going to live in one of the units? Okay, so how does that change then? So if you're not going to live in any of the units, that's a rental property. But if, but you if live you're going to live them, in one of the units, but if I purchased it good, before I turned it into a triplex or a fourplex, after a the mortgage story. closes, that's a okay, little bit so, of a different. So story. we're talking about. I'm looking for loopholes for yeah. guys that want to get into. I found that you know I'm 48 now, and I spent so many years in construction, and I flipped so many houses, and it just it felt endless. Like you know, I just felt like the money keeps coming in. The money, you know, you, you buy, you sell, you buy, you sell. I've never heard this. I'm like, why are you <laughs> laughing? Because um, <laughs> I always hear this. <laughs> Um, but what I'm trying to get to is now I may give me a brain fart. <laughs> Thanks, Manny. Sorry. I feel like I'm goes. in a relationship. <laughs> Actually, I am. What were you saying? I wasn't even listening. Sorry, man. What were you Thanks, saying? Thanks, buddy. Because I keep hearing I've been in construction forever. And it was, a, it was yeah. hard so, work so, and you're looking so my for point, Yes, thank you. Um, my, point, my point is that we don't, as contractors, we don't have a pension. Mm -hmm. So yes. not having a retirement savings is a huge issue. And being 20, being 30, being 40, you just think you're going to keep making money and, and you're going to find that million dollars at $2 million. It's still not enough. Getting into, like, I really want to push triplexes on the, on the young listeners because it's a massive investment for guys that are working for themselves. This is a great, I want to dive into this. I actually, we got to take a little next segment. Oh, oh. building code talk with Manny. But before we get into that, building code talk with Manny ass shit. I, I want you guys, after we come back from that, I want to take your plumber, your bricklayer, your, your, all these trades that are in their late twenties, early thirties. How do they do this? How do we get them to do this? Oh, I love that. That's easy. Well, to you guys, he's a, it's he's easy. A realtor. Everything's it's the same easy. way that I can tell you it's really easy for us to build a house. You know what? When I bought my first house, I was scared shitless. Hang on to that scared shitless. I will. <laughs> he Go doesn't ahead. look scared shitless. <laughs> Carlito. Manny. I'm not listening to you anymore, by the way. Well, you got to intro me, man. <laughs> it's building code talk with Manny. There we go. Right? Somebody shows up at a meetings. <laughs> you like that Manny. Manny. So we are going to, we talk a lot about the 12 parts of the building code. So there's 12 parts. Primarily part nine is the main one where you can go in, take all those parts of that part nine, those sections, and you could build a house without engineers and all this other crap, right? You can actually, as a homeowner, do yourself part nine. But I will actually want to talk about what do you guys think, let's talk about basement apartments, ceiling heights regarding building code. In a basement apartment or in general? In general, but well, it'd be a basement apartment as well. Eight and a half to feet? Whoa. You got a nice basement. Yeah, I know. What, what uh, city are you in? Uh, what city no, are you in? You live in Toronto. <laughs> just, just so you're aware, uh, these are actual minimum codes. That this is every, minimum that every contractor or so, homeowner. So what or I love, what have. I love about minimum code is like take a full glass of water and put it at the edge of your table. That's minimum code. Okay. Okay. Nobody really wants to do that. We would want that eight and a half foot high. But regarding to the Ontario Building Code, what do you guys think it is regarding Part Nine? Ceiling height for basements need to be what? Five and a half feet. What? 6.75. You're getting there. You were getting Six there. Six foot 11. Ugh. But, but you, there's, there's certain segments of certain uh, structures when you're building them. That's part of the part 11. And they could actually refer to that. And it could become as low as six, six foot five. Wow. I thought it was 6'2". Which is just to give you a little bit of perspective, an average door height is That's six what foot I was thinking. eight. 
Okay. That's an average door height. So they're allowing us to build basements as low as six foot five. Wow. Which is pretty tall for a Toronto basement dwelling. And they expect me to sell that? You could sell that. That's you could sell that. I know. Like <laughs> with not getting a haircut right now, I'm touching the ceiling at that point. Yes, I know you're taller than me. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> so, and that was Building Code Talk with Manny, Manny, Manny. Manny. <laughs> so we are talking to the lovely Michelle, the lovely Anthony. We are, uh, you can find Anthony at on IG at the Caputo Group dot real estate. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. I'm not even following you, man. Yes, I am. No, I'm following you. I should hope so. I'm following you. He's probably not following <laughs> you. He still does like he, he doesn't know what IG is. I'm a caveman. Exactly. Good for you. Triple W, the Caputo group.ca. And you can also email them for any more inquiries about what we're talking about. Anthony at the Caputo group.ca. And your phone number is 416-938-7771. And then we have Michelle. <laughs> and you can find her at M-L-F-A-R-R-U-G-I-A. That's on Instagram. And you can also find her at C-O-G-N-I-T-I-V-E dot C-A-P-I-T-A-L. Correct? And the website is the same thing as that. www.capital.ca. Great. I got all the housekeeping out there. And you missed a meeting. We forgot that we are at Skylux Studios. I never missed that. We just never got to it. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Mark, for letting us record the podcast. Number 87 is going on right now. So we really thank him so much. I saw him twice, three times today already, man. I, I went back there. I tried to give him a hug. He tried to kick me. No, no, you can't give him a hug, man. <laughs> so let's get back to this picture I want to paint. Let's take these young trades guys, trades people. They've got a pretty good job. They've got stability. They, they're passionate about the work that they do. They're starting maybe a new family. They have that first kid coming or something. And they want to, like Carlito said, there is, we're all small business owners. There is no pension for us. If we think we're going to rely on the government's pension when we get to that age, good luck with that. It's not going to sustain you as an elderly. Well, it's important. We talk about this right now because if I went into our, you know, if I got GICs or anything else, it's like around 3%. Before all this, this virus happened to hit, I think it was 17% gains on real estate a year, right? Now it's down to like 5%. Depending on the location. So you're still totally making dependent. more on your money in real estate than yeah. you ever would invest into anything else with government or any kind of pensions. The right? one thing you have to realize when it comes to real estate is God is not creating more land. You can't, he's not making it. Unless you're in Dubai. Or on the moon. <laughs> I didn't know the, the moon was growing. <laughs> do you see what the sensibility is? What do I say and what does he say? Oh, it's got to be fun, man. Come on. <laughs> the moon. But you're right. Totally. We are not. There is more land. No, we actually in Ontario, for example, uh, we have our uh, the green belt, which we are not allowed to touch. Builders are not allowed to touch unless you got deep pockets. But that's another story for another day. That's another podcast. Yeah. Without being able to... Uh, supply more inventory without being able to, to build more homes prices are only going to go up it's since the beginning of real estate prices just go up they'll drop a little then they'll go back up you always 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 even if you feel that you overpaid on a property time will correct all of that basically what you're saying is that just start doesn't yeah. matter what's going on in the world right now doesn't matter if there's a recession doesn't matter what's happening begin 
it doesn't matter when you the best time to buy is always five years ago mm-hmm. so, so not about waiting until no. something no. well no. most of my friends when they were young they put their ten fifteen thousand dollars down and you know say they're like 16 17 years old at the time they lived at home rented their house out yeah their families helped you know make sure nothing would go wrong and you know, now they're getting married and both the husband and the wife both have a house each. And now they have $4 million in assets. Just like that. Just like that. So mm-hmm. let's take the plumber. Let's take the bricklayer. Let's take the carpenter. What does he or she have to do? I have lots to say about this. Mm-hmm. So just so I understand correctly, we're talking like subcontractors. Yes. Okay. But subcontractors nowadays are all still business owners. Yep. They're all yeah. independent business well, owners. We're still but there's no T4 is what I'm asking. There's no pay stub, so to speak. That's where the loop, that's where the tricky part is. Yeah. So they're basically charging their rates and then they're, they're handling their own taxes. They're handling everything, all their paperwork. This is what I have to say about that. You're either going to pay the government or you're going to pay everybody else. Take a hit for two years and pay the government because I, on the mortgage side, I need two years. I need an average Minimum two? Minimum, yeah, two. I can't really use one if you're self-employed. Not at bank rates anyway. No, no, actually. But I guess it depends how much do you have to spend on down payment? Because if you're trying to um, purchase with less than 20% down, pretty much your only option is to go to a bank. Well, look at it this way. We had Mark Frazier in here from Craigmore Construction. At 22 years old, he became a Red Seal bricklayer and was making 60 grand versus his friends were leaving university with $100,000 worth of debt Mm -hmm. and getting a $25,000 job. So he's a 22-year-old person with 60,000 income. Mm -hmm. That's how much money he has. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have a kid, probably still living at home, Mm -hmm. so he's banking it. Yeah. Living the dream, as I say. Is that what it is? Yeah. It Living is. at home? Absolutely. I'll take my mom's cooking every day. <laughs> your, <laughs> your laundry's done. Everything's clean. <laughs> I, I'm Italian. I, I'm sorry. You, I, probably, love you probably still stop at your mom's house a couple of times. Wait a, a second. I'm yeah. mama's boy. That's just, okay. Yeah. You do what you got to do. I, instead of groceries, mama's. I shop at my mother's. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Back to our trade. So two years, T4. No, Take but you hit. don't have the T4. So you don't so have you're, it. So you're doing your own taxes and you're claiming stuff yourself. Get that income up on, on your line 150 or whatever it is on your T1s. That's if you have less than 20% down. If you have a shitload of cash in your account and you're thinking about putting down a big down payment, that opens up my options for lenders. Now I can go to what we call B lenders, for example. They'll let you purchase uh, with them. The rate's going to be a little bit higher, so but they're more a, flexible. So tell us all the lenders. I'm not going to list off all the lenders, but basically to us, there's three categories of lending. There's A, which is what most consumers know about, the major banks. Uh, there's also monoline lenders in there, which are basically um, mortgage companies. All they do is mortgages. You usually cannot accept, access them without a broker, but usually their rates are a little bit better than the banks because they don't have the overhead costs, right? When the insurance sector is not doing so great, they bump up the mortgage rate or whatever. You don't have that at a monoline lender. So that's the A space. That's where the best rates are. But that's also where they want to see the most clean income. So a lot of them are not going to allow me to say, hey, here's 12 months of bank statements. You can see that he's depositing 120 k into his account. They're going to say, well, on this T1 here, he says that he made $40,000. But if you bring 20 25% down and we maybe go over to a B lender, if your credit score is still pretty good, you're half a point to a point higher. And now I can get a little bit more creative with the documents that I'm using. Now I'm manually adding up deposits in, in bank statements and saying, even though he's claiming this on his taxes, he's actually making this a little we're, bit more We're all small room. business owners, so we all want to keep our income low because of CRA, our tax man, but it's hurting us. This is all I'm going to say. 
everybody we're small business owners Mm -hmm. right like we don't have the pension either we're self-employed but i would rather claim a little bit more for just those two years so that i can get a bank rate as soon as i'm in the bank i never have to leave the bank i could get a mortgage today and quit my job tomorrow as long as i make that payment on time every single year they're going to send me renewal papers I'm not going to have the opportunity maybe to move my mortgage around. Everybody should refinance and switch to a new lender every single time their term is up. Keep it honest. And what's what's that term? So most people take a five-year term. Five-year, okay. But the reason you should is because your lender is going to offer you a higher rate because they've already retained your business. Then they're going to give a new client. It's better to be in the bank than be in the B lender where there's, you know, a 1% fee every single time you want to renew and you're paying a higher interest rate. Like I would rather just take that hit for two years so that I could stay with the bank for the next 25. Makes a lot of sense. Can I entertain rent to own with you guys? How does we that have different opinion? How does on that? It. Well, you know, I, I have a lot of friends that rent and they always wanted a piece of property and I feel sorry for them. And I always tell them, listen, guys, you have to have a piece of property. I always tell people you need a car license, a car and a piece of property. I think that in my view in life, if you don't have those things, you're not really living life. When it comes to rent to own, I, I do dabble in it uh, a little bit. I deal with uh, RTO Investment Group. They, uh, they actually help a lot of families who cannot save that amount of money to fast enough to put down, say, 5% uh, on, uh, as a down payment. So the way it works is all they need is $10,000, 10, 15 grand. The application The goes, renter needs that. Yes, the renter needs that okay. as their down payment to the investor who's going to buy the house for them. All right. See, I was under a different. Uh, I was told that you rent for three years. You do, and then they take that money from your rent, mm-hmm. and then they put that into the mortgage that they will co-sign, yep. even though that's their house still. Yeah. So that ten grand is basically their commitment. They're sure you, they're giving that ten thousand as yes, I'm committed to being in this program. And uh, I'm going to continue doing it, paying you rent. I'm committed. I'm going to make sure the house is, is, is going to be in good working order because at the end of the day, they're buying it off of the investor. So it is technically going to be their house in three years. So that, that payment, that rent payment that they make, that portion, a portion of it does go get put into a savings account where uh, the investor puts it aside for them and that'll add up to 5% down on a property. They don't, well, I don't really like this part, but they don't, uh, the investor likes this because they buy the house off the investor. They don't have to use a realtor to, uh, to buy it off them. So they save money there. Are you against it, Michelle? Or is that what's going on? Yeah. Why? Yeah, I am against it. I, I'm the numbers girl. So well, Anthony, no offense, yeah, okay. but Anthony gets to be like the fun one. I feel like buy this house, makes dreams come true, blah, blah, blah. And I'm kind of like your mom at home who tells you you're not going to the party this Friday. <laughs> you know what I mean? So my, my opinion of this is everyone needs a roof over their head. Yeah. Right. No one, if you're doing rent to own, it means you can't save money. You can't save money fast enough. That program is there for, to help them get into That's a right. mortgage. So yes, is it an extreme way of getting into the market? Yes, it is. You are paying higher rent, uh, rent to the, uh, to the owner of the house for the three years. A portion of that does go towards your down payment. And then by the end of it, you're a homeowner. So I'm going to stick some holes in that. Go ahead. Okay. 
bang bang he's not gonna talk to me again <laughs> no so i, I, I do agree <laughs> well this is garage you're talk walking so home. This, you're this, walking home there is uber <laughs> <laughs> i live around the corner i'm good um okay so i i do think that rent to own fits a very specific type of client and i think that there's too many people who don't want to put in the work or the time that are trying to fit themselves into these programs that it's not a good idea for them so in my mind the rent to own client is somebody who makes good money is maybe fresh out of, I don't know, law school, they're a doctor, whatever it is, they're a tradesperson, they make good money and they want to start getting into the market right now. Maybe they don't have the best savings habits. It's essentially somebody saving your money for you, but you still have to qualify for that mortgage on the other side. So mm. I see the horror stories because I see the people not qualifying for the this mortgages on the it's other side, hear. right? Because first of all, we can't predict where the market's going to be in a few years. In these contracts, also, yeah, he can, he can better than me. Um, <laughs> also, in these contracts, I believe um, every rent-to-own company is completely different. Honestly, if Anthony has gone as far as partnered with one, I would assume that it's a very good one because I, I know that's really important to you. There's a ton of them out there, though, that they are not really hoping that you're going to be able to qualify for that mortgage at the end. Why? They because want the property. They get to keep the property. So essentially what you're doing is you're, you're putting that little slap of money down. Some, some people it's five grand, some people it's 10 grand, and then you're paying market rent every single month, whatever the rent for anybody else who was just going to rent there and live there, that's what you're paying. And then you're paying a premium on top of that. Let's say it's 300 bucks and that 300 bucks is going into a savings account every single month. So if you do the math over three years, 300 bucks, that's not enough for a down payment, no. which is why they want the 10,000. <laughs> what? I'm so not good she, at math on the top of my head. 10,800. The extra rent that is paid at, always adds up to the 5%. With the that original so, 10 So no grand. matter how it, you so cut no, it, no matter how you, you get cut to it, it, they have to ha be able to pay market rent plus that extra sum that will equal out in three years to 5% down. All right, so... I want to get back to a little bit more of the realistic real estate. I just wanted to kind of hover over some areas that, you know, the young listeners that aren't in place can realize that they need to save their money, create great habits, get into this industry and not rent. Some people want to rent, not have any responsibility and others, you know, want a, a piece of life and mm -hmm. have their own little But renting world. is actually a really good tax Right off. Yeah. Yeah. It can it benefits be. you. To, I, I, if you I, have your own business. I had yeah. tenants that were families and they were successful and they they preferred it. They didn't want to buy. They didn't want to have that ownership of a property. They just didn't want to. Yeah. But even like, for you as the landlord, though, it's a good tax write off. Like yes. you can, you know. Yeah. But I know. But I, I'm going back to the reality of it all. It, great that you're comfortable and you and you don't want that kind of headache and you know you just want to rent 30 40 50 years go by and you go to retire and you you've got a few million dollars yeah i know you know like that's what it's coming down to and, and i really want to put it in the young guys heads that uh, and girls that are in construction or in the industry in general this is your savings this is would you guys apply that whole formula that we talked about the younger version to an older version of a tradesperson the same way doesn't matter just get started just get in. Yeah. But I mean, as you get older, you knock up a few women and all of a sudden you've got a few houses. Wow, and Manny. <laughs> Babies. Yeah. I'm just talking reality, okay? That's all I'm talking about. Portuguese. I'm too you young have, for this podcast, you know, Manny. Wow. Okay. You impregnate a few <laughs> lovely princesses. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, shit happens. <laughs> 
But I, it's a little harder at that point. Now you, you want that stability and you've got two kids, let's say, and you got, okay, so you're growing your business. So you probably have a workshop you got to pay. You got overhead, machinery. You got all this. So that's, that's stress, mm -hmm. man. Is yeah, it really still doable? Which is why you should get a basement suite or a rental opportunity in there. So you're not even paying your mortgage almost at that point. No, like but it. you're dealing with headaches of smells of food, people's so, habits coming in early, late, parties. What's with them in the smells? I know, yeah. I don't know what the smells, man. <laughs> smells all I'm make saying, a big deal in my life. <laughs> all I'm saying. <laughs> you smell, don't come near me, okay? <laughs> is I'll take the food smell and money in my pocket. Because the smell of money smells nicer than the food. Exactly. If, if you're not willing to sacrifice, mm -hmm. have you ever smelled money? Wow. <laughs> oh, here we go. I want to go somewhere Anthony else. Was, you're about to drop some knowledge. I like that. <laughs> cool. Okay, let's go. go. I'm go. sorry. Go. I, I, okay. I, no, no. Listen, if I, when I bought my first house, I told you guys I was scared shitless. How old were you? 29. Okay, so you started a little later. Yes, yeah, I started later. I bought my uh, my first bungalow. I lived in the basement and I rented upstairs, covered my entire mortgage, uh, all the utilities, the taxes, all of it. The lady upstairs who lived upstairs, yeah, I had to put up with her dildo going off at wow. four o'clock in the morning. Huh? You loved it. Her getting on. Um, I love hearing it. You <laughs> <laughs> okay. sure it wasn't a See, pager? Remember I told you guys before we got started that there's certain words that show up in this podcast and dildo is the first time. That's all I'm going to yes, say. Yes, we're here to set records. I, I'm so happy you guys are open-minded. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm being I would wake up to her just moaning like she was just moaning. This is Hildo. fantastic, isn't it? This, well, this you would just, just open your, your banking song. app. I'm just... waiting. I'm waiting for orgasm. I'm waiting for uh, a foreplay. I'm. A... I just whether it was with a tool or with another renter. No, no. Guy, but you know what? You're you're saying something really important. What and was this is what's going to happen when you have a renter. That's right. That you have it's their personal space to do whatever they That's want. Right. But you were offsetting that with the money that was coming in because yeah. she was taking care of mm -hmm. your your mortgage payments. Everyone's worried about not being able to live their best life while they're being a while they're a homeowner. House poor. That's right. Mm -hmm. But having that renter there gives you the ability to a take a vacation go out whenever you want someone's still there you don't have to worry that's right you know financially that's it's a huge being financially strapped is not a good feeling but having that extra income coming in will always you'll look at that money at the end of the month and you'll be like fuck i, I can go out tonight okay so right? michelle you're the broker what's the percentage breakdown for what person makes 100 grand a year how much towards the mortgage, how much towards living the high life, traveling, food, well, all that stuff. What are the what are the magic numbers here? About thirty three percent of thirty nine, sorry, I should say, percent of your income is going to go towards just your house costs. That's literally what our percentage your is. Mortgage, it's called a gross debt service. Your maintenance, but that's after you pay taxes. CPP. No, no, no. Okay. So this is called a gross debt service ratio, I and mean, it's actually a ratio I'm looking at when I'm deciding how much you can qualify for in a mortgage, and it consists of your principal and interest payment for your mortgage, your property taxes for the year, your heating costs, and half of your condo fees if you live in a condo. So that can equal 39%. If you're putting less than 20% down, I could go off about the different types of buckets that mortgages fit into, but let's just say it's a first time home buyer. I'm also looking at a total debt service ratio, which is everything that was included in the GDS, plus anything, if you stopped paying it today, you'd be considered late. So your credit cards, your car loans, lines of credit, student loans, I don't care about your phone bill, I don't care about your car insurance, that is 44%. So that's kind of already set right there. And then, I don't know, I think that there's like two, I'm 25. I don't know, I have a bit of a different 
viewpoint I see in the one side of my life. I get to work with people who are a little bit older than me. Michelle's hoping for the real <laughs> but, estate But handsome crash, and older. <laughs> Why are you hoping for it to crash? I would love it. I, I, honestly, no, I wouldn't. Like, from a business standpoint, I wouldn't love it. Yeah, I've said it to Anthony a hundred times. He's like, you're selfish. You're fucking selfish. <laughs> He's like yelling at me on the phone. I'm like, come on, man. I'm like, you're, every generation above us became overnight millionaires doing absolutely nothing. I'm sorry. No, you're right. People got to put five, ten thousand dollars down on a home, and everybody loves to look at our generation and say that we don't work hard. You, I work very fucking hard. You do. No, but but you know what? You're saying something <laughs> that's very realistic. My my father-in-law bought his house for forty-two thousand dollars. It's worth five point five million right now. How, how much was he getting paid when he bought it? Yeah, that's he had. He was uh, a master electrician. Maybe twenty thousand. He, he wasn't getting paid mm. much. He struggled. He worked two jobs to just do what he did, and so, he had that brand. I'm getting hot over here. My my biggest pet peeve. I'll be honest with you guys. I keep Michelle around because of her work ethic. She gets shit done. I. When, so you're not the norm, millennial. She's not the norm. Absolutely. I'm sorry, guys, hey. ladies and gentlemen. Truth is the truth. Well, it's good to hear. Michelle is a workhorse. Are she... we still smoking a joint after this? Absolutely. Wow. <laughs> we just joined. Yeah. We just topped it. <laughs> um, okay, so, so you okay, were saying. Spe- hang on. Speaking of joints, let's get into the world of flipping. Mm. Well, can we stop? I hate it. Can you we hate just it. stop for Whoa. a second about the flipping? Okay. Flip you. you. You were saying something really important, and you were talking about how tight people are with their money and, you know, you know just getting by. What about remortgaging? Is it dangerous to remortgage? Do you agree with remortgaging? It depends what for. So Why are you I doing love, it? Why are you yeah. doing it to pay off debt? Everybody gets into a hiccup in their life at some point. Mom gets sick. All of a sudden, your kid wants a PhD, and you thought maybe they'd go to college for two years, and they turned out a little brighter than you thought they'd be. Whatever the situation is, if you're taking debt at a higher interest rate and bringing it down to a lower interest rate in a mortgage with the option to have prepayment privileges and attack that debt a little faster. As long as you don't go back into debt right after that. That's what it is. So I do a ton of refinances and I'm saving clients $3,000 a month, putting their car loan in there, putting their credit cards, their line of credit from rentals. Maybe you're putting in a pool. I don't know what it is, but if you're just As long as it's going back into the real estate, Mm -hmm. not into your business or into debts and construction because you're taking money from Tony to pay John or yeah, not Peter that. Paul. Definitely yeah. though. Like I'll tell you, I'm <laughs> amazed at even the older generation. I look at, I have clients that are my parents age and they are at 80% loan to value. They're at the cap of what they can refinance their mortgage on. And they do it year after year after year. He just looked at me for some reason. <laughs> what just happened? What's your parents age? Um, <laughs> my dad is born in 63. He just turned 57 last week. Good. We're still young. Yeah, my mom, sixty. Yeah, she was born in sixty-five. Yeah. Okay, so I just, I just wanted to kind of hover over that. I'd like to go back to, to flipping. that because we don't have much time. So I really want to. We cover. have time. We have time. Let's All get right. into flipping. What do you want to talk about? Yeah, I want to talk about flipping. That's so why I brought it up. Yeah. So, but you both hate it. I am a true believer that you hold on to real estate. You don't sell it. Yeah, my biggest but mistake in real estate. But every contractor wants to flip. Every Be- guy reaches out to me. Manny, what's your opinion about flipping? They you know all what's... want the quick payout what's funny is half the people who come to me for flips they're not they're not handy at all yeah they're lipstick it, on a pig yeah the boys and girls and they want but for the listeners to know you know i bought a, po- a property in prince edward county which is on an island just south of belleville and what? never touched it for a couple of years <laughs> and almost every year i swear it's like a hundred thousand dollar profit mm-hmm. so sick 
and people need to listen that you need to buy something. And even if you're not going to do anything with it, as long as you own it and carry it, you're going to make money. So that's why you guys don't like flipping because you should hang on to this. Property. I, I, my last house, uh, sorry, my second, first house, I bought it 10 years ago, 320,000. It's worth almost 800 right now. Beautiful. My second property, I bought it for 395. It's worth 1.1 million right now. Oh God. I love last, it. Two years ago, I bought my second property. One street, one literally down the street from my other one, I bought it for 760. It's worth 1.1 right now. Listen, so I don't you're want, rich. I don't want to pick a fight with Carlito again. <laughs> you have a problem wait, with wait money? A second. You have a problem <laughs> with money? I, I don't want to pick a fight with Carlito again, but what about all these rental TV shows that saying flip, 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 flip. There's a lot of like background and education that goes into that though. But they like, make it look so easy you they, just like paint the wall well you know what you know there's a lot of things on social media on tv everything looks easy but like do you have a brain in your head you gotta like really look at what's going on people just <laughs> love to make a quick buck uh, that was rude eh yeah he's, yeah he's half french half portuguese that's why i'm not half french man so he's a mutt. oh my goodness i'm 100 percent portuguese man what's going on flipping i want to talk because every contractor thinks that they can flip it We've got the skill sets. The, we know all can, the shit. Can yeah. I? Can I go? So for me, doing a flip, uh, being an older guy now, for me it was giving the customer or the the person that's going to purchase my next home the dreams that they couldn't have. So like most people buy a house and they never get to do what they wanted to do it. They always wish they would have that in the house when they purchased it. Mm -hmm. So me as a contractor, when I'm doing a flip, I try to give them all the bells and whistles. But now real estate has completely changed. Mm -hmm. It's not about the bells and whistles anymore, right? Where's it? Where's it heading to why, now? Why can't someone just hire you to do what they rental want? Their rental house. their house because typically, when some and you know, you both of you guys know this, they're already maxed out by the time they buy that house, and they don't have any equity on it. I can they agree. have to wait a few years to get equity before they can do anything to it. There's two ways of looking at that. You can save your money, and when you have it, you do the rental. We all know I'm a contractor. Everyone's, Some everyone's guys can't save they ten thousand. It takes them ten years Shoot, for ten thousand dollars. But whose problem is that? It's not like, mine. Let's be real, though. You know <laughs> no, what no, I it mean? Is. We know. We know. It's ours. No, it's it's who. It's not <laughs> ours. No, it's like right. an industry. It's a, it's an individualistic no, no, thing. No, no, like, exactly. Manny, Manny you're saying something very realistic. Yeah. It's a contractor's problem now. Yeah. It could be the banker's problem. Whoever has an issue with saving money, like yeah, saving no, money. Yeah. What Manny's basically saying is that. The people that aren't very good with their money and they can't save that money, the contractor is the one that gets left with having, like Manny says, if he was going for a penis enlargement, would you, would you, Why you does know, this feel would like you a say to story? the doctor, can you give it to me for 50% off? No, I'm not going to mess with my penis. So why is it that you could go to a contractor and say to a contractor, well, you know, I want a $30,000 bathroom for 10000 You know what? So how is that fair? I run into the same issues in when I'm selling a house. And I tell everyone the same thing. When, when you're working, when you, you need brain surgery, do you want the, the guy course. that's been doing it for a really long time, the experience? Or do you want the guy, you want to save a couple bucks and take a chance, hire the guy that's... Professionals are professionals. Agreed. I don't care what you are or what career you chose. I still believe that a contractor is not a fallback job. It's not something that, oh, we couldn't succeed at anything else. Walk we just away. dropped into it and we just started doing it. It's a career, mm -hmm. right? I told you. So we are all professionals. So I don't care that you come along and you go, well, I can do that. I can do that. No, you can't do that. Not yeah. the way we do that. If you see our work, you can't do that. People's perception or of your profession, they see it all on TV. Yeah. 
right? Uh, they don't, I'm they not going to pick a fight. I picked a bad fight on the last he, one. He's they saying that because, <laughs> I don't know if you know, I was on TV 15 years, so he's, he's, me and him have this struggle. I enjoy television. He was on a shit he show. He hates television, <laughs> right? So... No, 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 no. Correct. And then you correct. ended up on like radio. No, How did hang that on go? a sec. Hang on. I hate the representation of our industry on television. Okay. That's what I hate. Let's not. Let's. It's. Let's it's make this educational. No, no. And, 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 <laughs> and, I, and I've seen your show. I've seen your versions of your shows on those, those same programs too. And it's all bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's all crap. It's like that's not how it works. My, my no, favorite but, is love it or list it. It's just. Oh. Did that? Why? <laughs> But you know what? There's one thing that's really great about it. it. It's stimulating. It creates business. It creates work. It creates ideas. Idea. Okay. And and it's and it's it's all important across the whole board. No, it's not. Okay. You talking about the shows? Let's get back to real estate. <laughs> flip, 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 flip. But before we do, flip, I want to talk more about flip because I still am interested. Yes. But right now, it's Green Book time. Oh, Carlito. Green Book time. Okay, so Green Book time. This is kind of like you guys kind of guessed the number on the first offense. You guys so, have no idea what kind I of show you walked into it. Huh? No, yeah, I don't even. I, I just, for the record, we try I to educate. I want to come wrong. back though. <laughs> Great, you should. Yeah. You, okay. you, Anthony, you were saying that you just worry about not saying anything wrong, or no, no. I said I've gotten everything that you've asked wrong so far, so we're on a roll. <laughs> well, and this is the whole point. Even we're learning. So, like before I came, I was trying to find a bylaw for real estate. There's really the only thing is about you guys being honest. That's there's no right or and wrong. There, there's no penalty on that because just, there's no cash price. It just basically here. says real estate agents need to be as honest as as they can be. So and, and even that it's like section five eighty. Is it still C. true that you got to tell somebody if there was a dead body in the house? Oh, if it was a murder or suicide, yes. Wow. If someone just died naturally, no, no, they, we don't. So pillow to the face is still natural. That's murder yeah do you know you know yeah. what though it's pretty crazy i was Things gonna buy a little weird i wanted to buy a house in tweed in bell just north of belleville i'm not gonna say the story but I, someone had been killed in that house and they could not sell this house and i was like let's take it it's right on the water it's perfect property it's green book time with carlito thank you <laughs> i always talk about death don't i sorry yes <laughs> Okay, so getting back to the green, uh, green book infraction. So, constructor appointed supervisor failing to supervise work at all times. That means basically having be the supervisor and being there at all times. And if you're not, what do you think the first offense would be by a city inspector? $500. $50,000. Holy shit. Put the money on the table. Wow, man. <laughs> Stream don't it. take, don't don't take her to the casino, man. <laughs> 50k. Uh, well, Mr. you're Manny. wrong. Damn. <laughs> Mr. Manny. Five That'd fit. be like on the third offense. Five, okay, cool. I was thinking. Five, five it's 550. Oh, wow. So th- this whole practice is basically for contractors or anybody in this industry to understand the rules and, you know, the penalties to not following the rules. And we are talking with Anthony from the Caputo Group dot real estate on IG and www.thecaputogroup.ca. Mm-hmm. Email Anthony at thecaputogroup.ca, phone number 416-938-7771. Correct. To get a hold of you, you're always looking for clients. Always. always, And you want to work with contractors. You want to work with anybody. Anybody. Anytime I can help someone build wealth, put a roof over their head for themselves, their family. You're passionate about it. You believe in it. I love real estate. Hang on. And we also have at, I'm not going to pronounce it, MLF. Why don't you ask her to do it? Yeah, why don't you do at it? At M L Farugia. That's M L F 
A R R U G I A on I IG. Wait, I want to give myself a number. You got a pretty good grip on that. Do I it. I do. <laughs> You're a Hang sick. on. The second wow. and the second. Why do you have two? Why do you have two? Well, one's my personal one, and I recently branched off and started to kind of make a business one. And I actually love that I'm here today because what I'm working on doing is educating millennials more so about finance. What about older people? To be able... And older people can log in as well. It's just I do she, it off Instagram. She doesn't like anyone older than the millennials. So, yeah. hang on. Is it the smell? It is the smell. <laughs> the strong possibility. <laughs> the second one is what? Cognitive.capital. Okay. And so those... So you got a personal one, you got a, pri- you got a business one, and then you want to give up a phone number? I want to give my phone number. Do you it. did yours. Are you sure? If someone's yeah. looking for If someone's looking for a mortgage broker, this is the greatest time to this call you. This is the best time. It's 647 355 one eight two three. You can also reach her on her hotline one eight hundred. You know what? This I may be it. my favorite podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we're back. <laughs> Let's talk about what are we going to oh, talk about? Oh, wait a second. I want to. I want to see if you remember what we were talking about. Flipping. Because you look flipping. All, flipping. All right. So I'm still because uh, I know that every contractor wants to flip because our mentality is like we've got the skill set. We, we know our circle of construction. Okay. And, say, and saying that, and you know, when, I, when I'm flipping houses, I don't care about taking risk or spending time and giving somebody something that they possibly would enjoy. What is too much and what is too little in real estate when you're flipping? Well, it depends just, on you your profit you margin. Like you guys don't No, like- I don't have so much of a problem with it. It's just most people who come to me to do it they're investors or they're young and up and coming investors. And it's like, they want the bank rate and they give me a 400 credit score. They have no money in their account. And it's like, they're trying to leverage everything. Yeah. There's good and bad times to leverage credit, but you need to nail your numbers down. So that's great that you can do things by hands. Are you gutting the property all the way through? And then I would bring a realtor and I would absolutely reference a realtor and say, what are comparables for this lot size and this house size in the area that are already done and are already nice because you're going to tell them the amount of times i tell people don't even bother because you won't get the return you're not that's where i see it unless you're getting yeah. a 20 percent return on your on the investment there's no point unless we, you're really going to hang on to that piece of property then you're not flipping but you're all big about flipping but okay so are kitchens and bathrooms still the most important rooms in the house yes yeah master bath and mm-hmm. kitchens. Mm-hmm. What are the other rooms that are important? For me, it's closets. Uh, I agree. I totally Honestly, agree. I'm not even joking you. Like, Fuck the bathroom. I, I, Let's I take knock storage. it out. I take properties with three, four bedroom and turn them into two. And people are like, you're mental. And I'm like, am I? And then at the end, it's the house that sells the most. Or the closet. I price. will buy I, I, would, I would step it up. Storage. If you are clever uh, how you do storage throughout the entire house, so laundry, powder, mm-hmm. master, the boys' bathroom, the girls' bathroom, the bedrooms, the break room downstairs, storage. Just be smart with your storage. Let me ask you a question. What's the first thing that you see when you hit, enter a house? It's when the front, ste- it's I front ho- door. I hope the it's foyer? the washroom. It's not. Well, you went, once you walk in, once as soon you... as you see your, the house, what's the first thing you see? Like, are you on the outside or are you inside? Outside. You're on the outside. Yeah. Garage door. You see the garage door. Yay. Yay. I, can't ding, sta- ding, ding. I can't stand the that garage door. That is the best. That's the cheapest item to, to fix. Forget about painting. Okay, this is it, great. No, no, a brand new door is $2,000 with a new unit. That's, that's quiet or, as hell. Yeah. Five, five, six hundred bucks to paint it. That's right. Curb appeal is huge. Some wall that's sconce the on the outside columns. Thing, yeah, that's the first thing that everyone sees. If you don't have them hooked, 
from that gecko. From that part. Of, yeah. It doesn't matter how beautiful it is inside. It means nothing. I hate it when I see homes. Oh, I flipped the house. It's great. Inside's all great. And then you come outside. You're outside. And you're like, the garage Fuck, door I got another like hundred shit. grand. I got to spend out here. Does that go like to landscaping as well? Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Okay. So, uh, so this is coming from something uh, from me. I'm a contractor. I want to work with a real estate agent. I want a real estate agent to sell a house to an investor. And I want that real estate agent to call me and say, I want you to renovate this house for this person or to kind of to part question. Um, I have a, I have someone that wants to sell their property and I need a contractor. So what are you looking for and how do you sell that? First things first, uh, you really need to vet your contractor. Okay. I, uh, for every person that I refer out to clients, they need to come to my house first and work on my house. So I know they're going to represent me well. So I've had contractors that have come and they've, they said, I know what's going through their mind. Oh, I'm going to get this money. I'm going to run. And oh, he's going to refer me people. And the amount of money that they've lost because they didn't do the job right the first time. The impression that they left. Exactly. So if you can't represent, if you can't do the job well for me, why would I represent, why would I send you out to my, to my own clients? So what are some of the red flags that you see contractors doing that you just roll your eyes going, why'd you do that, man? You should come to my house. I just had one. And he had the pot of gold sitting there waiting for him. And all he did was come in, took the money. I knew he was going to do it too. I was just waiting. He took the money. Yeah, yeah I'm going to come. I'm going to come. I'm coming. Still, still don't have a backsplash. I have crown molding coming what down. What is it? Because he's just stupid busy and he's not organized no. and he doesn't want to fit it in he or he doesn't want to do it? He doesn't want to do it. He's lazy. He's absolutely wow. lazy. Well, you got my number now. I, exactly. <laughs> okay, exactly. so Michelle, you're, you haven't dealt with contractors. Not really, no. On a I personal have a few level. family members or friends that are contractors. But I'm curious on what millennials are looking for in contractors. Oh, this is tough. I honestly don't really have an answer to that question. But I, you, in I honestly, five years or so, you're, yeah. you're going to be interviewing contractors. Word of mouth referrals. Okay. Like, that's it. I, if I'm looking for a contractor, I'm going to go to somebody that I really trust. Instagram? No. Uh, Facebook? Are no. you going to take the Instagram videos and pictures a of a contractor and go i'm mm, interested in that i don't know i know I, I live like i've lived in beautiful brand new condos or places and it's like it falls apart after a month of living there quality is super important and i feel like a lot of people are cutting corners nowadays so i don't know and I, i've just seen some horror stories like um that's why we're sitting at a square table right now i don't know if <laughs> <laughs> our pool pool people i sound so ignorant to the audience here sorry well, what do you mean are pool people like different or is that considered a people who do pools that's it's a trade it's, an it's a trade yeah. so it's okay. actually a really tough so one too. this guy he my parents <laughs> put a pool in and you know he was just like that he grabbed the money he was in he was out the, the time frame was never on he was loading on 20 new clients when he had like a quarter million dollar job here to do and he was not here doing it like in my mind if you tell me that you're going to start on this date and you're putting a pool in you're working against the elements as well like Weather. you should be at the house oh. putting in the fucking pool and it seemed like they were there like one day a week two days a week because they had seven jobs and they mm -hmm. were one day they finish it and they forgot it. one yeah. of the skimmers completely so now there's cement there so it's like and he tried to go my dad was like buddy we're going to need a little bit of a refund here. Like you completely fucked us on the skimmer part. Like how does our pool How do you even through? repair that? Out? That's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. Like that's a big job now. Now you got to knock out the deck. It's a band-aid job now. Yeah, exactly. So was it a um, black line pool? 
it's dark gray. I like black line poos, and I always do jaws when he does that. It's really, really dark gray. I try to talk them into the black line. Yeah, see, I really like sharks in there. No, I but love I, it. But, I and love then you get the lights. There's lights in it. And then there's... Yeah, it's nice. I'm Sounds like a good pool party. You have a rubber ducky in there too? I have a rubber yeah. ducky in there. I do. Um, rubber ducky. <laughs> so I really liked where we were going at the beginning. Uh, then we got a little carried away. You were starting from the outside of the house and, and you felt that it was really important that anyone getting into flipping, the garage door is the first thing mm-hmm. that you would see. I, I'm really liking what you're saying. Landscaping. Um, why, why? I mean... I think one of the biggest reasons you're here is you're not a typical real estate agent. No. You, you've succeeded and you have passion now and you're not hungry just for money. You're, you want no, to get... No, that's... Hey. Once you, we all want money. Once you taste no. it. Once you taste I know, it. I but... No, but... You can have pride. And you I, can have... And, you, and exactly you can have character. It. More money comes when you do it right. And honestly... I don't well, even want to gas and, his head up because it's already big enough, I think. But, but I work with a lot of real estate agents and... He does it really with passion. He gives a shit. He's always well, answering. We talk the phone about brands, whatever. exactly. And, and you're branding yourself. We talk about bad contractors. Mm-hmm. They're branding themselves. They're talking so about. So wait, how long have you guys known each other? How long have you guys worked with each other? Ooh, how did how did we meet? She tracked me down. <laughs> because you, you <laughs> were looking for a real estate because agent. Because I'm a I'm a hustler. She no. literally <laughs> called me. I want a I want a meeting. I'm like, who the fuck are you? But how did you find him first of all? <laughs> I googled him. No, I I um. When I was first starting out, I would go, I had a friend who was a real estate agent and he would let me log into, I don't even know what your program is called. Treb. Yeah, there you go, <laughs> Treb. Treb. And um, I would be looking up listings, new listings, things that were listed in the last day. And this, this guy's name kept coming up and I'm like, who is this Anthony Caputo guy? I Googled him. I'm like, oh, he's kind of handsome. No, I'm what? kidding. Kind of. Kind of. She, she told me I was a no. 6.5, by the way. I did, I did. I'm like, and you're 6.5 on your And welcome back to 90 Day Fiance. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, I, I cold called him and he said, okay, come to Bolton, meet me for lunch. And uh, we had lunch and I felt like he put me through the ringer and he's like... I grilled the yeah, shit. That's so weird. That's where shit I met you. That's right. <laughs> okay, so you did that because you didn't want to waste your time. You didn't want to waste her time. You wanted to see how serious these people that's right. are. That's what it is. Because I also noticed that anybody who's successful, they want to share. Mm-hmm. They do, but they want to share it to the right people. Yep. They don't want just the jokers who don't want to do all the heavy lifting and they just want to play the heavy lifting. There's way too many in any any profession, but in real estate, real estate. there are There's so a lot. many. Oh my god. People, I have a hard time hiring staff. Wow, uh, buyer agents. Well, uh, I have a problem with with real estate agents too. They only want to sell what's on their board. That's no, right. and like you got to understand, there's like ninety five percent of agents are doing less than like one transaction a year. They literally get their license because they can sell one house and make twenty grand or whatever it is, and that's it for them. They're happy with that. That's their right? vacation And money. it's like they. Talk that's not people what I want. No. No, you want somebody who does this day in and day out. And it's like, Drive. there's no, so I want, many people who pick the wrong guy. I really, like, my my experience with real estate agents has been, my agent would find a wealthy family that had, say, 70 properties that in the 90s was foreclosures. They bought them, they closed them down, turned the power out, just ran the property taxes. And then the father passes away, the kids get the property, and then they call me and they say, hey... Family doesn't care about the property. They just want some quick cash. It's time for you to buy. So that's how I bought my properties. I always bought properties that were stagnant, sitting, dormant. So you're taking care, you're taking advantage of dead people. 
No, I'm t- I'm talking about kids. <laughs> That's what he just said. No, but it was an investment for their kids. It's just the kids never did anything with it. They just oh. wanted fast money. Some people see instead dead of, people. He instead takes of, advantage of, of instead <laughs> of make, instead of making money, they don't really care because they just want to cash out. I, I want to play a little game. I want you guys to tell me, worth it or not worth it. Okay. Ooh. What is this a new game we're playing now? No, I'm just made it up right now as you were talking. And I wasn't I'm listening. Write to this I'm, writing, I'm writing this down right now. Okay. Is it worth, worth it, it or not worth it? I don't want an explanation. Nothing. Okay. I just want worth it or not worth it. A pool. Worth it. Worth it. I a gym. Want, I know you want that explanation. No, no, no. A gym. Right now? No. Not worth it. Not right worth now. It. Yeah. Well, the you can't go to gyms anymore. Shut up. <laughs> Sorry, I got excited. You, know, you could do that yourself. You slap some Florida. That's not really a huge reno, honestly. The magazine kitchen. Worth it. No. The magazine master bath. Worth it. Sauna. No. no. Wait, when you say magazine, you mean like the one out at like the pretty one. The one that you're going to spend. The pretty ones that nobody wants to the touch. The one that you're going to spend. You want to show off. Well, and you're going to spend. Wait, wait a second. Wait a second. Or you hired a great photographer to make it. A washroom look like it's a magazine. Back bathroom. to worth it or not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Sauna. No. no. It's not worth it, huh? No. It's healthy. Elevator. Yeah, but. Elevator. No. Who's buying it? Who needs it? Are you telling Everybody me that needs an elevator is no. not worth it? I'm saying handicap. I would love an, an elevator, elevator in my house. Handicap? Yeah, it's worth but it. People but are that's injured. not like a, oh, I'm not fucking moving in here because Home there's theater. no elevator. No. Yes. yes. I'm a buzzkill. No, no, no Shut this it is down. good because we have a Shut female version and we have a male yeah. version. We have a finance version and it's, we have a real that, version. No, that's I like how this. I'm this, is, this is fantastic. <laughs> By the way, uh, props to you, man. It was a great little intro. That, We're going to have to use this. Yeah, now. someone's fucking <laughs> spinning the wheels, all right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. So, what else is worth it or not worth it? Basement like, suite. An worth it. Oh, yeah. Okay, Separate so an income property. It. So it's worth it. Underpinning. Yes. Worth it. I don't know what that word means. You lower the basement. If you have a five or six foot basement, but hang on a sec. Nine. You lower the basement an extra two feet. It costs you eighty thousand dollars to do it. Worth it or not worth it? If no. If you're gaining an extra six hundred, if you go from six foot feet, five to eight foot five, yep, it's worth it. It's worth. It's totally worth. See, it. that's like his. Even yeah, he knows that. I, I'm selling the house. It's the worth reason, it. I know. I I know the worth of that because the value of that because two of my rental properties are back splits. They're three level back splits. The one to add a fourth level. Is totally worth it. You're adding more square footage to the house. Okay, back to the worth it or not worth it. <laughs> en suites for the children. No. No. They don't need it. I like Maybe, you guys. what's that bathroom called where you enter it from both rooms? You have Jack and Jack. It's called one and a half. Jack and Jill. One and a half. No, it's a Jack and Jill, man. Fine, it's one and a half. <laughs> You'd be surprised how many people I meet that will not buy a house because their children don't have yeah a bathroom i know and i'm like are you f- i have one really? bathroom for yeah. six people but i know but I know. saying I know. that at That's least true. you have private op- uh, like entrances and you don't have to come through a hallway if you have guests it's a win-win on that one i don't know heated driveway no no oh you never have to so shovel. sad to hear that do a little lifting get out there get fit snowblower stop sitting on your ass <laughs> <That's> snowblower <laughs> True. You create jobs. Let the kid down the street come shovel your driveway uh, I used to for ten bucks. For 20 yeah. bucks. You guys, yeah, are, com- you guys are definitely a- coming any back again. <laughs> any, any other rooms? Any other rooms? I can think of like panic room. Oh, uh, okay. Well, well, I like that. If you're living in the states, if you're living in the states, absolutely. Well, I was gonna get to that. Like, but we just lost all the US listeners. I like, I like guns. He doesn't. I love guns. I think guns are stupid. I think guns. That makes sense. We're like on this side of the table. I feel like. We're vibing over here. Positive energy. Like, like I said huh. before, the Portuguese side is right here. Holy shit. <laughs> what else is worth Croatian, it not worth it? What else, what else is worth it not worth it? What else? What else? Much uh, bigger. Much car, bigger. How about car garages? Yes. Yeah. 
Yes. Yeah. More the merrier. So, but like an organized to the nines. Oh. Hell yeah. I love how about, those. How about this? Big one for me. I took a pitched roof and I made it a flat roof with a walkout. Is that Ooh. worth it? Yes. I think that's becoming even more popular. Like all the new townhouses, condo townhouses are being built with the roof on top. Well, that, that's it's well, a good. I love laneway, it. laneway homes. Yeah. yeah. We, did a, beautiful, we yeah. did a beautiful one at your, at your project. Yeah. yeah. I think they're ugly. I lived in Vancouver for laneway? a couple of years. Yeah. That was a big thing there. A very yeah, big but, thing there. But that's weird that you're saying that. It's so contradicting because you like rental units. And yes. that could be a, you know, a potential rental unit not connected to the house. A garage? Which gets rid of the yeah. smells. Thank you. <laughs> you partly what else, right, is, right. what else is worth it or not worth it? Pantry. Yeah. You think a it's walk worth in it? Pantry. Mm-hmm. So, Can't. Butler's Pantry. Yep. Yeah. I disagree. I think the kitchen should be completely open. All right. Well, here's the big one for here's a big one for me. Uh, four bedroom or two bedroom with walk-in closets. Three bedroom, not four bedroom. Well, I, I, these are subjective questions. I know, but is it worth it? Because you you're losing kids? a room. He's adding more closet I space. Lose Honestly, a single whatever, I will take the closet space. I have two and a half closets at my house. Here's I one. need that. Living room? Nah. It's not worth it, right? Dining room? As nah. opposed to family room, you mean? Well, most homes today have mm. a family, living, dining, kitchen. But nobody ever uses the living. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's true. So is it it's, worth it or not worth it? I'd rather expand the kitchen into the dining room. Give you open, more, yeah, make open it, concept. Give more, uh, Wine cellar. Space. Wine Hell cellar? Yeah. Love it. Hell Pro- yeah. Uh, how about a personal favorite of mine? Crab molding, yep. uh, copper yeah. ceilings, Absolutely. wainscot. Yep. It's gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> all you, day, all no day. Okay, no popcorn ceiling. That's, no, I hate no popcorn. I hate that's that. cheap. Yeah. Worth it or not worth it? They're the ones that have the value. They're the, like she figures out the numbers for it. He well, figures out the value. Well, for we didn't. It. We didn't. The, the, we the talked about market. it, but I don't think we really had a good conversation in the four way. I think it was a two way. We're talking about elevators. Did we kind of answer? No, that? no. She said no, because she's like, you don't need that. I but know, but you're, you're twenty five. This and this is my point to all the youngsters out there. When I was twenty five, I was in fantastic shape. Oh, here we go. No, no. This is this is true. Here we go. This you is just true. said you're 48 and young or something. Yeah, I'm 48. So but, you need an elevator right now at 48? My back hurts. My knees hurt. I've never heard I'm this getting, before. Bungalow. I'm getting older. You need a bungalow, sir. Okay, here's, sir. Here's a, here's a, here's a, <laughs> you, you are right. Um, here's another one. One of do, my do biggest favorites. Hand, Every house I go into, I push this. Curbless showers. Yes. Yeah, but that's a standard. Yeah, that's I a like standard. That. But it's also like handicap. That. It's yeah. also senior. Freestanding yeah, yeah, tub. Yeah. Freestanding tub. And no. you're on your way, right? Mm-hmm. It's not senior, worth it. Free, a freestanding tub? No. Yeah, I love that. That's sexy go. though. That's a different steam shower. Mm. Oh. I like it. Yeah. Oh. It replaces yeah. the sauna. Whoa, yeah. did everyone just get yeah. relaxed? But it's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> you guys said no to sauna, but you're saying yes to steam because shower. It's different. Because, because it's different. Because it's different. Yeah. It's a no, shower but and there's it's more a benefit. multi-purpose. Sauna's kind of creepy. Okay, yeah. all four yeah. people Three naked talking, guys beside me, bags <laughs> hanging really low, and I'm like, dude, is that your grocery bag? <laughs> okay, okay, I'll shut up. <laughs> you know the rule from podcast number one where all four people talk uh, at the same time? Sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what else is worth it, not worth it? Lazy Susie driveway. A what? You park the car and you hit a button and you turn the car around. Whoa. If you, oh, look at that. Eh? You know what the price of that is? No. 100K. Let's drop it into the floor while we're at it. Can we do one of those? So you want a car lift down okay. to the basement. Here, here's another I'm one. I'm looking for a contractor, really, because this seems like it would all be discounted. It's not worth it. That's Here, not worth here's it. Here's one of my big favorites, and I'm planning to do this. Me and Manny, I was telling Manny this. Lap pool or a regular pool? Regular. 
lap pool or a regular pool? What's a pool? lap pool? It's just a very long, narrow. With so a you wave. just do laps, that's all. Or with a wave pushing mm-hmm. on you. Yeah. Sorry, what were you saying? I wasn't uh, saying. My favorite, skylights. Of course. I'm planning to do a closet with a complete skylight. So when you walk in, it's just the view. I'm in the middle of selling a home with a skylight and there's leaks everywhere. So It's a yeah. bad install. Here's, here's yeah. the question. Bad okay, install. Here's the worth it or not worth it. Paying attention to building envelope. Dun, dun, dun. dun I don't dun. know what that yes. means. So basically what it means is that you will save in the long run on usage regarding energy oh, consumption. Oh, yes, mm-hmm. yes. Is that worth it or not worth it? Yeah, I think that's worth it. So your million-dollar budget to build a house just jumped to 1.1, 1.15 for an extra yeah. better building envelope home. Short-term worth loss, it? long-term I, gain. And I feel like resale, that's a really appealing to people. I worked for a construction company for a little bit. It was a really short period of time. Remember that? Like what? A week or two? I did sales. No, it was like for four months. It was too. It was too much. I was doing business development, and they were big in energy. And you it's know, like, since you're here, you can answer this question. Yeah. Why do you people have so many jobs in such a short period of time? What's the reason? Wait a second. That? Is that a millennial yeah. question? Of course it is. I said you people. Wow. <laughs> Politically <No>. diplomatic. <laughs> you guys um, have had more jobs than our generation has in our entire life up until now. Yeah, because I think that it's important to us to be happy and successful, not to just do what we're told all the time. And Manny, you know what? I want to tell you something, too. I went through a lot of jobs. She just told you off. Honestly, it's funny. Do you guys know who, you guys know who Gary Vee is? Of course. Right. So he is, I don't know, around your age. <laughs> wow. One of the biggest things he talks about, though, is take your risks younger young. younger than us, okay? Okay. <laughs> Yo, that's a world of different. I was way off. Um, but this yeah, take really your risks. Hang on a sec. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, yeah. I see the attitude. Like, there it is. Well, at least we've all become friends. <laughs> what else do you want to talk about? Real estate. Um, well, I, I really I want to I want to cover two more things. I don't think we really covered it. I'm a new owner. What am I looking for in a property so I don't screw up? Where are the without right, going, the without right. going all the bells and whistles, what are the smart things I need to look for? Location, location, location. The right real estate agent and the right mortgage professional. So we have two of them right here. But you're saying location, location, location. So pay attention to where people are moving to and why. That's right. I should say. It's not just location. It's lot, location, layout. You want the proper lot. You want to make sure it's, I mean, I over, I guess I, you could say that I overthink these things, but I want to make sure that lot could be used for multiple uses, not just having a home slapped on it. Location, I want to make sure that I'm in very good travel distance to everywhere I need to go. Uh, 30 minutes you, is a good by car or by subway being close to a subway is not always the best location i mean you could just look at rexdale like in terms example. of crime rate and exactly. such yeah you gotta look I'm at, at bathurst and blur i hear the trains mm-hmm. i hear the university students up i've got one more streets. worth it or not worth it we're popping in and out living in toronto in the core not no. worth it no, no, totally worth it. No. I love it. None I, I love Queen it. West, Don't get me wrong. Leslieville. You could do anything anytime it you want. It depends where Italy, you're at in your life. I'm not Italy. telling first time home buyers to go in there. That's, That's a great investment. That's what I'm saying. But it is a great investment if you can do it. It's just too much. No, it's not. 
It's, it's growing. This is, Everyone no, wants to right. be in the core. Anthony, Honestly, Anthony, is it worth it? It, it? They're asking way too much for these homes. And there's way too much They're asking way too much. The value will probably much. hold, though, because Toronto is a brand at this point. What the, the average construction cost for a house in Toronto, the average, just getting started, without any of these bells and whistles that made you guys all warm and fuzzy, is a million-dollar construction okay, budget. You're yeah. totally, Second floor additions in a total You're totally right. 600000 But my reasoning for no is because people consumers are spending 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 put the house itself aside the self-control is lacking in a lot of areas like you cannot control yourself living in toronto everything that you want is at your fingertips you're not saving any money anywhere else so even if that's an investment that's going to hold long term because it will because Toronto is a brand. It's up there with the New York cities, the Milans, the blah, blah, yeah, blah. I agree. If you High can five. own property there, own it. <laughs> but like rent it out or whatever. Like I personally, Japan. I've lived downtown. Like I think it's a little bit overrated. I can go, if I want to go downtown, I'll go to my friend's house for the weekend. I'll I've, get an Airbnb. I've moved more people out of downtown yeah. in the past. And what's the reason? I know. What's the reason? Okay. I'll give you one example. My little brother, he was dying to go downtown. Dying. Club scene. He, he exactly. And then he wanted to be in a condo, Lakeshore, Park Lawn, Lakeshore. Beautiful. I love it. Palace Pier. Yeah. And then something called COVID-19 happened. And he Ooh. said, holy shit, I'm in a box in the sky and Hell I can't yeah. leave. It's true. It's true. The amount of people that I know that are living downtown that are just going nuts right now or were, I mean, it's getting better now. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. You you can't go I outside. Can't. I agree. Yeah, but there, and the balcony isn't really outside. I'm no. a downtown person. Always have been. Going from living downtown my whole life to now going to the country, I'm appreciating the country more now. I, know. Know. I, know. I, know. I love there. it. No apple, no leather outfit. Put put COVID nineteen <laughs> aside. The amount of people that just are enjoying space. Yeah. Right. Being able to go out into a backyard. Yeah. Hate traffic. I, I hate going downtown. I can't stay on a highway for hours at a time to get to a restaurant. I'd rather cook at home. I know, but this is what's happening. And I talk about this all the time. Why do we have traffic? People that work in Toronto live in Hamilton. Mm-hmm. People that wor- live in Toronto go to Hamilton. I don't understand I it. And those are the only two cities in Ontario. No. What about everywhere else? No, but I'm just saying, like, this is, <laughs> but I, this is what I travel. Most of the roads I'm traveling. Okay. And these are my problems, right? Nope, I just don't. I just don't understand. If you're going to be working downtown, you should live downtown. Mm-hmm. Doesn't always work like Environmentally that. Environmentally friendly. Your job, your job takes you. The, oh, I, you're being serious. It's hot up in here. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, can we well, crack a window? Why? Why do you think he said you like saunas? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is there anything else before we get into our last segment? Well, I, I we skipped something that we do first, and I really kind of wanted to know how you guys both real fast got into your each of your trades we usually talk about that first for me i uh, i came from a retail background uh i worked for the aldo group uh, oh really yeah 10 that's years that's why he's stylish do you know I, bill johnson we may no. have crossed paths <laughs> really we probably crossed paths at three or four points of our lives it's, it's possibility the amount of people that i know now that came into my stores exactly and, you know it's it's true i learned when it comes to people they they taught me everything my parents have been telling me for years, get into real estate. You're going to be good. You're going to be good. I'm like, nah, nah. Is it the salesman? Yeah. Okay. I, it, no, but it's not about, it's not the salesman. It's the relationship. Emotional. You're not a, when you're, and my boss taught me this. Uh, it's and it's a hundred. I never understood it until I got a little older. You don't sell shoes. You sell yourself. Honesty you, sells itself. Exactly. You, if you, you give them your honesty, they will continue to come back over and over and over again. 
My business now is all referral business. I spend money on advertising because I need the government off my back and I need mm-hmm. expenses. I didn't, if I didn't have to do that, I wouldn't spend a dime. You give great service and, you will, and you're honest with people. And if they're making the right decision, uh, make sure they're making the right decision. Tell them. Just be honest. You don't do it. Don't try to uh, sell someone a house because you need a, a quick paycheck. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work that way. You're selling. This is an investment, a lifetime investment. And if if I'm lucky, they're going to do it three, four, five more times. And they have. Some lucky people. <laughs> and yourself? I come from uh, a psychology background, actually. I wasn't uh, exactly sure what I wanted to do after university. Uh, I had a couple concussions playing lacrosse there. Wow. Yeah. A friend of mine said, you know what? Why don't you just come to open interviews at the bank? Because my plan was law school and I just couldn't do any more school. So I ended up working at the bank. I was like the person who picked up the phone when you call on the back of your card and you yell at them because you can't get into your online banking. (laughs) I never yell at them. I totally do. I do. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we're supposed to flip it into a sale. And honestly, I, you get calls from all over the country. I just couldn't believe how much debt people were in. A girlfriend of mine was doing mortgages in the States and I learned I was pretty good at sales. She's like, you need to get into something commission for yourself. I went, I was in BC actually at the time and I went to a brokerage that specialized in refinancing people's debt. It's super, super rewarding. I think my psychology degree is, is great for it for all the same reasons that Anthony just mentioned. There's so many slime balls in our business, honestly. And I love proving kind of the stigmas around what we do wrong and making those relationships and being honest. I'll tell you if it's a good decision, if it's a bad decision. I've even turned clients away because I don't think I have the best option for them. That's great so to hear. So I love to work with I'd love to work with people. You get to make people's dreams come true every day. Meet some cool cats like Anthony, I guess and And be on some cool podcasts. Be on some cool podcasts, <laughs> yeah. Um, you've gone into bankruptcy. <laughs> Can you come back from it and still succeed? Oh, hell yes. I'm sorry, but people have like, I'm not going to file a consumer proposal. I'm not going to file a consumer proposal. I'm like, listen, how long do you think it's going to take you to solve this problem yourself? He's like, well, I, I don't know. 10, You'll never 20 catch up. Years. The I'm interest like, rates exactly. are too high. So I, he's like, but my credit will suck. I'm like, your credit already sucks, man. <laughs> so I'm like, take the bankruptcy. You. Now you're on track for six, seven years and you're back. Boom. You're, that's it. There's so many people that have come back or gone were rich then went bankrupt and all of a sudden they're rich again donald trump oh i was thinking that but i i, I <laughs> was thinking donald, that but i I'll thought i don't know don cherry i'll be editing that out. okay anyways guys we're gonna have to have you back another no, time no, we're not completely done yet but i, was gonna, I, I have if, one last question uh, and i'll get right to it instead of a whole story are there more bad real estate than good Yes. Real estate agents and the same thing with brokers. Oh, definitely. They're, everybody's shot. Like you have a, a more than 50% mm-hmm. just oh care about screwing you over and just get the sale done. And there's that's big, it. just want the money. Let's really? be honest. More there's, than 50%. There's big, yeah. there's big checks in what we do. So it's appealing to people to just snatch a deal any way that just they can. Just take the money. Oh and my run. God. That was a brilliant question. What do you look for in a real estate agent? That's like, experience. Like what do you actually look for? So you don't get taken. Honestly, you, you really need to work that agent you really you don't want to just choose someone just for the hell of your just body for the sake of, and a yeah. friend of a friend yeah, never do everybody business has with, a license who like, cares about that that's yeah. what i'm saying it's the same like, thing oh, that you what? said about the contractor yeah. i have a buddy who does it i'm like great like does your your so buddy you also has a for? full-time job somewhere else and what do you look for you look I for the like nice car do you mm. look for the, the no, no no beautiful no, no. suit no there's tons of people who have nice cars and have no money in their bank um First thing for me, you yeah. you want to make sure that 
you're understanding the uh, the whole buying or selling process. Mm-hmm. If your realtor is not explaining that right off the bat, A to Z, form eight hundred one. Okay, it explains black and white the difference between a client and a customer. If they're not showing you that form first, first off, and they're not explaining, I've to never you, seen that form. Never? That's a red flag. I've seen that. Yeah. That's a red flag. You, you, if they're not telling you, you want me to be a client and not just a, a paper pushing customer. That's red flag number one, to me. You know you can buy red flags on Amazon, eh? I just <laughs> ninety nine cents a bundle. <laughs> I got a little bit of time on my side. I want to thank you guys. Thank you very much. Very, very educational podcast. Oh, by the way. Very this is one of my favorite. One, very civil one, regardless of dildo and all these other words <laughs> that were expressed on this show. <laughs> Anthony, thank you very much. We're not done yet. We are we're not, not definitely done. done we because we done have... No, hang on, hang on, hang on. You can find Anthony. <laughs> reach out to him at on IG, the Caputo Group dot real estate. That's C-A-P-U-T-O group www.thecaputogroup.ca uh, Your email is anthony at thecaputogroup.ca and your phone number is 416-938-7771. Mm-hmm. He's going to be your agent. Just understand that. And the lovely Michelle here, you can rattle off your numbers here. At M-L-F-A-R-R-U-G-I-A or cognitive.capital on Instagram. And uh, you can reach me on my cell phone at 647 647- Three five five one eight two three. Don't forget her hotline one eight hundred. I knew it was dun, coming. Dun. <laughs> if you get Anthony, you get I... me, and vice versa. Really, we're like a team. So dun 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 dun. dun. So our final segment is the ten questions. Okay, so you guys probably don't know. I used to watch this show in my youth. Actually, probably when you're uh, your age. James Limpton had a show <laughs> called Inside the Actor Studio, where he would question these actors and directors and producers these ten questions at the end of the show just to get a little insight on these people i converted into more construction related questions okay so we'll go one by one right we'll begin with michelle what is your favorite construction word putty wow anthony beam beam wow beam mr open concept over here what is your (laughs) least favorite construction word wood (laughs) you don't don't like i don't like wood (laughs) Well, this is a really sad (laughs) podcast today, guys. (laughs) Anthony, what is your least favorite construction word? Pay up. Yeah. That's actually two words, but whatever. Uh, What turns you on in construction? Wood. (laughs) (laughs) She hates it, but she loves it. It's a love-hate relationship. Anthony, (laughs) what turns you on in construction? (laughs) My seat just went down, by the way. (laughs) <laughs> I don't even know where to go with that. Uh, least favorite? I'm looking at your wall of. Uh, no, what turns you on? Oh, turns me on. Uh, yeah, what turns you on in construction? I love seeing a woman in a in a tool belt. Wow. Yeah. What Excellent. turns you off you. in construction? You can't say wood no. Oh. <laughs> We're getting to that one. Don't worry. A lazy construction worker. Well, well. Anthony, what turns you off in construction? Someone who can't ride a nine. Five, five nine, nine Ducati that's in the room right now. Oh, <laughs> what is your favorite curse word? Fuck. Not very creative, huh? It's not. You like wood, but you hate fuck. No, he said my favorite. <laughs> no, your favorite curse oh, word. Favorite. Your favorite you, curse word. Honestly, it's cunt, but I feel like you can't say that. No, here. you can't. No, we've you already can. shared We're it. We're very open-minded okay. here. 
Yeah, we're you're not the first to say that one. So yeah. what are you sticking with? Fuck or cunt? It's cunt. <laughs> it's a good thing we don't have a broadcaster. <laughs> and so Anthony, what is your favorite curse word? Fuck. It really is. What construction? What the fuck? <laughs> Did you see how passionate he was? Yeah, what he was that it fuck. really fucking is. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. What construction sound or noise do you love? A hammer. What construction sound or noise do you love, Anthony? I'm, I'm so glad you're here, Michelle. <laughs> this should be interesting. Michelle likes the hammer wood. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, don't say it. <laughs> I'm going to punch you out, man. Just remember the joint. Yeah. Remember the joint. I'm chilling. I'm chilling. I'm chilling. That's Joe Rogan's podcast, yeah. by the way. Okay. <laughs> no, this is going to put us right up yeah. in there. <laughs> Before I came, I'm like, I need a cigar. And where is my Wow. Cognac? You're so right. Mm-hmm. Next time. Next time. What construction sound or noise do you love? I'll just go with a grinder. That is a nice sound. Yeah. What hmm. construction sound or noise do you hate? I don't know what it's called when they. Jackhammer. There we go. Oh my. Everyone God. hates that. I was going to say You would say you thing? would love this Same after thing. the podcast subconsciously. It's crazy. Uh, yeah. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Other than my own? Oh my God. I want to be a NASCAR driver. Wow. Formula One. Holy cow. Mm-hmm. What profession over here? What profession would you not like to do? I would absolutely hate to be like a nurse or something. I L- thank you to the nurses for sure, but I just couldn't stomach that. I don't think. Lawyer. Oh, I would love that. No. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Fuck! Finally, you're here. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, you did good, kid. Nice, nice. (laughs) A little Frank Sinatra over here, huh? Guys, thank you very much for a very interesting podcast. Thank you, honestly. Really appreciate you guys coming out here and and joining the show. So you can find Anthony again at the Caputo Group Real Estate on IG, triple W the Caputo Group, or sorry, the Caputo Group.ca, Anthony at the Caputo Group.ca, 416-938-7771, and Michelle at MLF. A-R-R-U-G-I-A. That is your private one. And then the business one. Cognitive.capital. And my cell phone number hotline is 647-355-1823. Michelle likes long walks on the beach. So with her, with her small pussy cat. And there, <laughs> there will be a and video attached wood. to this podcast for everyone listening. And I'm talking to you, Christian and Dustin. All right. I'm not even so. joking. This might be one of my favorite ones. <laughs> Carlito, get us out of here. Thank you guys so much again. Please reach out to them. They got a lot of advice to get share, and they want to help you, okay? And we hope that you guys will reach out to them. And thank you so much for listening. This was number 87, and we got to get out of here, Carlito. 416-TO, baby. Out of here. Awesome. Real estate. <laughs>